Hello and welcome to PSG Review, the show showing promise even if the end result wouldn't always be what you wanted. A bit like PSG against Bayern Munich. Also known as the show slowly starting its engine with a handful of positives in a bit of a difficult situation. Sometimes the results aren't what you want, but they are the results that you can have and we just need to look ahead. Where are we going and where are we at this moment in time? This season, this is a very unusual season. We always knew that the post-World Cup part of it was going to be very much uncharted territory, especially since we knew that our most dependent players went there to Qatar for December with huge pressures on their shoulders and expectations, of course, to give their all, to leave everything they had on the pitch. So. It was always a recovery kind of question. Well, how is it going to work mentally, physically and emotionally? And what would it take in terms of time and experiences for them to bounce back? A, a bit beside the point, but not that much. Actually, when Abdou Diallo and Idrissa Ghana Gay won the African Cup of Nations one year ago, and they both had a solid tournament there, they were key players for their team, but neither really performed all that well for the rest of the season. It can be a bit like that sometimes, but we are here now and we are talking about different people, of course, but for the big picture, it's good to consider two very much connected but separate questions today. What is PSG's short-term plan for the rest of this season with the players and stuff that we do have? But also, what is the long-term one? What is going to be the deal for next summer and the season that starts soon after it? My name is Mikko, so great to have you listening to PSG Review. I really appreciate it a lot. Find and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at PSG Helsinki. You can also email me psghelsinki at gmail.com. And in this episode of PSG Review, there's no points for guessing what is on the agenda. The floodlights of Parc de France were once again turned on on Tuesday night for one of the great European classes as no less than Bayern Munich had come to the City of Lights. Against the earlier estimations, Kylian Pape was in the matchday sheet even if not a starter, but that sort of gave the team a little bit of a mental boost I think in the lead up and the players who ended up walking on the pitch for the anthem were Donnarumma in goal, Marquinhos and Sergio Ramos in central defense, and Uno Mens and Ashraf Hakimi beside them, midfield with Danilo Marco Ferrati and the youngest ever player to start a Champions League knockout match, Warren Sayre Emery. Uh, I felt almost paternal pride seeing him there on the pitch. This must have been quite an experience for the young man. Also, Carlos Sore, of course, there in the mix, and Neymar and Lionel Messi. So neither Mbappe nor Kimpembe in the starting lineup, but... Other than that, it was as solid as it can be with what we have at hand right now. Bayern was, of course, also missing Manuel Neuer. Uh, Müller didn't start either. He came in a little bit later and also Sadio Mane was not ready to play. So they were not entirely untroubled either, but they did start the match with a lot of intensity, purpose and domination. And for us, it was the opposite. Very poor early on, actually not amazing until the last half an hour of this match. Even then you can argue whether it was amazing, but it was certainly better than Mbappe was finally introduced at the time. But Bayern wasn't very dangerous. I mean, they had all the ball. Early on they had all the ball and then they had quite a lot of it. 
They had shots, they had many shots, but not that many of them were on target. And on those that were on target, you know, how many of them were really that dangerous? It wasn't as bad as it really felt like or sounded like. And this is not to take anything away from them. They were clearly the better team on the pitch for the most part of the match, but they weren't as frightening as you think they could have been, right? When you hear words Bayern Munich, you imagine something far more lethal than what was on display at Park. But then again, so would you think the same if uh, you heard somebody say Paris Saint-Germain, although only if you hadn't been watching the matches leading up to this one. PSG was rusty. That's not really very newsworthy at this moment. The team is a little bit rusty, slow to the ball, passing lacked that final push, and embarrassingly often the attempts didn't find a teammate. Uh, Zer Emery held his own pretty well with some moments where he was shining, and other times he was a little bit too slow to the ball, slower than what is needed, but uh, all in all, a great introduction for the young man, and I'm so happy about it. Really magnificent stuff, because it's very easy to miss just how young he is among these grown men. Some of them best in the world. Verratti was rusty, which we cannot afford. Of course, we can't. We just cannot afford that. Uh, he needs to be bossing the midfield in Munich. No way around it. But his playing has been so sporadic with the injury and suspension that these things can easily happen. Uh, first half, it has to be said, and I don't like saying it, but it has to be said, Nuna Mens wasn't really on the required level, especially defensively. He was uh, a little bit too slow and not quite on the on the task that he he was supposed to perform uh, he fixed up big time in the second half for sure but the best psg players were easily danilo and finally finally and i've been waiting for this sergio ramos because i have criticized him a lot if you're a careful listener of the show you know that i have my opinions about uh, about him or, or rather his performance in the in this uh, the season in the recent times and 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 why is he sort of like constantly selected to the team when he hasn't really been performing all that well despite his you know legendary status and and huge name I mean one of the biggest uh, names in the world football when it comes to defenders of all the time you know it hasn't been quite as good as it could have been but I have also said that there's a chance that Ramos will come through when it really counts I've talked about this Real Madrid mentality he possesses of course coming from there from that that team that they had That when it's time for the real action, he knows, he knows, and he gets the sense of occasion very well, and he did so against Bayern also, so fair play to him. Uh, Neymar was working very hard, pressing alone and running relentlessly, not too much to show for it, but he certainly tries his hardest, right? As so often, we were bitten by our own dog, so to speak, and Kingsley Coleman scored from a temporary lapse in otherwise decent defensive performance. Uh, he didn't celebrate, I respect that a lot, and I have a lot of love for him, despite him being the player who is essentially between us and the Champions League trophy 2020. Well, I mean, it's not quite as simple as that, even though he did score the only goal against us in the final, but of course we would have needed something in that match ourselves, even if Coleman hadn't been scoring that goal. But he's a great player, and he is a PSG titty, so I love seeing him do well, even if I could use fewer goals against us, his club decur. Nuna Mens had left him quite open in that situation where the goal came, so it was advantage for the visitors while Kylian Mbappe was warming up. After his introduction to the match, PSG started to take much more initiative and we actually saw a great last half an hour, which of course isn't enough, but it's something, it's definitely something, it's better than nothing and Mbappe put the ball in the goal twice, although frustratingly, very frustratingly, both of those goals were ruled out as offside, which they were. 
the first one was very clearly an offside and second one only just in the build-up, so the final result stood. 0-1 for Bayern Munich. There were other solid chances for PSG and Nuno Mendes was in the center of most of them. Great second half by him. Really fills me with great joy to see him performing that well. Like I said, the first half he was a he wasn't quite his usual self, but he's catching up and we really need him on that high level that he where he can be. Messi could have scored, perhaps should have scored. Neymar had some chances to shoot, but without getting carried away because this was not a match that would justify that by a long shot. There were promising silver linings there. At the very least, some faint ones. I, for one, don't have the audacity to call it a positive performance because it just isn't. It absolutely isn't, but then we have been winning the first match uh, before in this round of 16 and still been knocked out. We don't need to poke those memories too much, of course. That's not the point, but... It is just to say that football matches are truly a mysterious thing where anything can happen. We look into expected goals, possession, shots, shots on target, and any statistical data they collect, and they do collect a lot of statistical data. But on the night, if Nuna Mens hadn't been one centimeter offside, it would be 1-1. So anything can happen in football. But my point is, while leading with one goal would have been infinitely better position to travel to Bavaria, it's not the end of the world to be trailing by one goal. What I do hope that it it underlines just what is needed in the return leg and it should provide the momentum within the team to do whatever is needed, whatever it takes, because the thing about this PSG team is that it can beat anybody, but it can also be beaten by anybody. So if we go to Germany to have an off night, it doesn't really matter anyway. It's not a lot is going to come out of that. But if we go there to win, well... We can beat anyone as we have beaten Bayern on their home stadium. Last time we played there in a snow snowfall and that match then had many similarities with this one now at Park. It was defensive victory then, so we should not be afraid. In the post-match interview, Kylian Pape was not stuttering when he said who is the favorite to go through in his opinion. When it comes to PSG, I'm really interested in proverbial topography of success and failure. What is the distance between where we are and success? And of course, PSG is a very successful club, but this is about Champions League. What is the gap between where PSG is now and lifting that trophy and what possibly could bridge that gap? Is it another player? Well, we have many world-class players as it is. Perhaps, you know, coach would do well. Also, it could be a coach. Of course, it could be a coach. Perhaps somebody like Zidane could command that respect that these millionaires, global superstars would consistently perform on a required level. Although, if in football you are not motivated by the Champions League anthem, then I don't know what would do it. If it's not the money in its ungodly amounts that these top players get, if it's not the sense of occasion, the potential glory on the line, if all that is needed is a bold guy from Marseille to tell you to try a bit harder, then I guess that's that. But I refuse to believe it is the coach because as much as we can count on our former, mostly academy players scoring against us when given an opportunity, we also have been able to trust that our former coaches, the ones unable to deliver in Paris, have been able to rise to the occasion elsewhere. They've been doing very well. So... If it's not the players or the coaches, then it must be somewhere else, the way that the club is structured. 
almost one year ago after the second leg against Real Madrid and another disappointment, I said that PSG built a great marketing project but forgot to build a football team. Kind of still stands, unfortunately, although the comparison is a little bit unfair. I will give you that. It is a little bit unfair because Luis Campos have been forced to clean the mess that Leonardo has uh, created and he has been unable to attack the transfer market with the vigor he wanted. So it's not entirely his fault in that sense. Of course, it's a very complicated situation. It will take a few more years before the past is behind us fully. And who knows what are we dealing with then at that point. There might already be a whole new set of challenges, but we assume that bit by bit the surplus players who we still pay handsomely find new homes or perhaps their contracts will expire eventually, whichever comes first. But for now, Campos needs to decide who do we offer extensions to because that is very much in our control. There's a very strong chance that this team, as it is, this experiment will be done and dusted come June. I mean, of course, many of the players will still be there. Of course they will, but I imagine that some will have moved on and at least Milan Skriniar is coming, so the defensive line will be renegotiated. That, of course, also means that the chain of command there is going to be renegotiated and that's going to be an interesting thing to see. As well as Ramos played and... He's a man of big decisive matches. We also need a solid defender for lesser matches. That hasn't been something he has been able to deliver. So I hope that he can bring us all that he can this season. But after that, it's time to move on because we can't afford to have players who aren't excited about the all or even most matches of the season, including all the domestic ones. And I don't want to be unfair to Ramos. He isn't disrespecting those matches either, but he just hasn't been very good in those matches and it might be because they demand so much backwards running which he isn't able to do on a high level at this point. And how wonderful it is to have Messi in Paris and I know that when it comes to the crunch time he will have a few aces up in his sleeve but for the amount of money the way things work he represents that kind of marketing aspect of this organization amazing at best but takes salaries of several players and makes the squad building very difficult limits a little bit of the tactics that can be used and and so on and so forth. Great player, don't get me wrong. And I know there are a lot of big, big fans of these players like Messi and Neymar and so on and so forth. And they're very passionate about it. I'm not disrespecting Messi or Neymar. While they are some of the best players ever, it, you know, Messi turns out a bit sporadically and leaves us waiting for that moment of magic. But we need to think about the future. When we think about the future, we also need to be able to find systems other than relying on those moments by our three forwards to win us matches. It's not a good plan. It's not a solid, good, sustainable plan. We have seen it through now. And, and Kylian Pape, some say that he has too much power in Paris. Some make kind of underhanded jokes, a little bit snarky comments about how he is the sporting director and so on and so forth in Paris and he has got too much power and PSG is basically just giving him too much. And I, I say, it's good. Give him the power. We'll certainly ask his opinion. Let him tell who he wants because he is the one who is carrying us at the moment. He is the future. He is going to be probably the best player in the world for the next decade. And Messi isn't the future anymore. And I say that with all respect, of course, but he just isn't the future. He might still have some years left, but he isn't the future as it is. Now, it is my guess that the temptation is far too high for PSG to do everything they can to extend Messi. He might stay for a year, but 
every shirt we sell during that year and all the sponsorships his presence presents, isn't that just delaying the inevitable by one more year, let alone two, if that's the extension. And in that time, at the very least, Bappe has considered his future many times over. Neymar, ah, they might try to sell Neymar, is very complicated. I think feel like talk about Neymar almost every week, but he does have an immense work ethic, and I think that he is doing a lot for this team. You can't compare him and say Messi, because Messi in that regard is not quite on the same level with Neymar, and Neymar also has a very different relationship with PSG than what Messi has. Uh, Neymar works very hard, very, very hard, and... Uh, so he did against Bayern as well, like I was already mentioned. There were times when he was pressing alone. It wasn't very helpful, but he tried that he certainly did. And he is the one player who has shown flexibility to be willing to change the way he plays in many regards and to carry a lot of responsibility on his shoulders all over the pitch. But with all that said, if they can get reasonable amount of money and free his huge salary, that might just be the thing to aim for. Amazing player, somewhat fragile. And look, I, I know he's been carrying us many times, especially in the Champions League, and I don't want to sound ungrateful. And I, I know we haven't also seen the last of him. I expect a masterclass by him in the second leg, or at least I won't be surprised if he gives us one. But I'm hoping that the ones with power also understand that having these kinds of players nice, it's very nice, it feels good. And it makes you feel like, oh, we're really a great big team, but it's not necessarily the method that will bring the best results. And what do I know? We might as well go on and win the Champions League this year. Everything is possible, but of course, not everything is probable. See, football is a process as much as it is an event. A match is an event, but the season is a process. That's why I'm not worried about this current situation too much, because... This was an improvement to where we were week before. I saw what you saw, and I know that Bayern was dominant with possession, but they weren't massively dangerous too many times, and our defense was playing well. Perhaps, as it turns out, it's quite a lot easier to defend when you don't have to constantly run backwards from the halfway line to your own goals and chasing counters by the young, quickly gone forwards wanting to show the world their abilities. The dynamics are so different in Europe. Of course, it's clear that at this moment we don't have what it takes, but that's what I mean. A process, we are working on it and time will tell how effectively we are in this process. Now, there are three weeks to make sure that this team goes to Munich to give them every trouble under the sun. That's what is needed. And in the meantime, the team needs to take care of the league on also. And that will be part of the process since that's where the team needs to find itself. I've said this before, but Champions League cannot be the sole focus of the team for a season because even at most it's few handful of games per season and they are very sporadic by their very nature, just how the scheduling goes. You can't just focus on that. And the reason I'm patient with Kaltier, well, there's few reasons actually, but one of the main ones is that he knows this and he's trying to figure out way forward. Against Bayern, he was able to build on his defensive strengths, uh, but... He must also be less predictable in Ligue 1, which he knows well, but not from this vantage point. It's a very different thing to uh, to be coaching that counter-attacking team, which essentially we were against Bayern Munich. We were playing against Bayern Munich, you know, similarly to what Galtier's team have always been played against PSG. So this brings us back to the two questions. 
what is the short-term plan to win everything possible this season and how will Galtier manage that? And what about the long-term one? That's more on the desk of Campos. And the next month is key to both of these things. My unsolicited advice is to resist the temptation with the extensions. Put the pen down and breathe. Is it in the best football interest of the club to extend Ramos? No, I don't think it is. But even Messi. I love having these players and after World Cup, I was thinking that, uh, of course, we must extend his contract for one year if possible. But the challenge is that the World Cup final, Messi isn't the Messi we have when we struggle through the midweek away matches around France during the winter. According to the reports, Marquinhos we were discussing in the last episode of PSG Review. If you missed that, go go on and have a listen. He has already apparently extended, but the timing of announcement is still looking for itself. Essentially, no fan wants to hear just now how much more they will be paying him while the performances have been in a downward spiral for the past 12 months. Short term and long term. These are the two questions. Up next for PSG men is Lelat Park this coming Sunday afternoon and then there is a full week to gather themselves and then go to Marseille to avenge the Coupe de France. Absolutely no opportunity to take the foot off the accelerator. We need wins everywhere. Everywhere. We have pretty much used our defeats for this season, if not for this year entirely by now. So it's time to take the step back into the light and so who is the top team in France. We need full commitment from everybody. 100%. I was talking about the process earlier and I often say I trust the process despite a lot of the evidence available should discourage me but I do trust the process and even now I believe that when it matters these players will deliver. You know just remember how radically both Mbappe and Messi raised their level for the World Cup final. They had been great but when it most mattered they became like machines on a mission. Something else. So I trust the process. I don't know what else there is to do. There will be many right now who are going on about the three consecutive defeats. And it's of course true. And it's not very common that this should be the case. I'm not trying to normalize it, but look at the positive uh, trajectory of the last part of the last match. It's not a lot, but it's something to hold on to. And I would like to think that it is something to build on, that we will find the right tools words, methods to bring it all out at the right time. And I hope that the team will come together because for this outfit, it's now or never. Next season, we will have a new project, at least a little bit changed one, I imagine. That is all for this episode. And just to make a quick mention, PSG women know they are an international break, but we know that they will be having another German opponent in Champions League as well as they will play Wolfsburg. And the youth team will meet Dortmund, so it's all German opponents for PSG's football right now. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Mikko, and you can talk to me online at PSG Helsinki on Twitter and Instagram. Email is psghelsinki at gmail.com. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, like, and share PSG Review if you feel it is worth your while. More next time. Take care. Peace.